episode 30 of Slam City. That's right, folks. It's Raymond. It's Mr. Mech here. Fortunately, I wasn't here last week because I had a lot of personal uh, things to do. Uh, well, pretty much for uh, grad school purposes. But I'm back and better than ever. Mr. Mech here as well. Yeah, I'm not going to grad school. <laughs> he's gonna. He's he's making plans to make more money and leave us all behind. No, no. I'm trying to get into the broadcasting side of things. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> From grad school, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Just just remember, just remember, he's got his plan B planned out. And I'm not talking about the abortion pill. Moving on. <laughs> Future-wise, though, I see our- ourselves to be in the radio world, hopefully. And we'll, you'll still listen to us probably on the local stage or national well, stage I, for sure. I definitely have a face for radio. I've been told that many times. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, face I, for radio. Yeah, I think I have a face for TV as well and radio. Well, the face for radio means you're ugly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, come on, man. Uh, you got to keep up uh, with me. All right, let's just keep it going. Just like signed into that. <laughs> yeah, right. I do have a face for radio. Yeah. Like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, all right, so back here, of course, uh, we got to talk about uh, the NBA All-Star Stars Reserves, this whole dysfunctionality between the Bulls and the Knicks now. And, and you know. It's just, and the Cavs. Yeah, and the Cavs, too. And, uh, of course, we talk about the NFL. There's a lot of things we got to discuss from the Patriots to the Falcons to Dynasties to, to what's going to happen in the Super Bowl, a little preview of it, and then we'll get to it more next week. But let's start off a little bit about the NBA. You know. This whole all-star reserves and starters, I, I think uh, this year they kind of got it wrong in the sense that for starters, no re- disrespect to Stephen Curry, but Westbrook should have started for the Western Conference. In I, my completely, I completely agree. Steph is having a, a great year, but he's also playing with like Superstar, all-star. Yeah, like what, what, one, one, two, three. Lineup. Yeah, like <laughs> he's got like three of the top. 10 players top five top yeah 10. top five in top position, 10 players in their position right uh, on, on his squad at the same time how much does he really have to do as far as like carrying the load Just meanwhile westbrook is literally a one-man wrecking crew mm-hmm. he's out there triple double machine every night not because he necessarily wants to but if he doesn't do it who's going to yeah, that's the question. I mean, that team is talented, but he's the one who orchestrates everything. He's and he's the, the engine. engine. He's the yeah. engine, yeah, he, exactly. He's, he's the engine, and he's driving, which is, you know what I mean? It, yeah. The, okay, Draymond Green is, without a doubt, in my opinion, the the engine for Warriors. The, the Warriors. Well, the playmaker, basically. Yeah, he, he's their guy. He puts his foot in everybody's neck. He makes them get started, like a kick you in the butt. He's <laughs> their guy to, like, really motivate the team. Yeah. But Curry is driving. Curry is driving. Curry is at the wheel, and he's directing traffic, and he's you know you you follow him and you what you you follow his lead and you take his cues. Yeah. Westbrook is green and Curry for his team at the same time. <laughs> I think it's like a Jordan and Kobe with Iverson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you see him on that team, it's like uh, literally, if he didn't do what he did, who else would who else would step up? Like, you, you watch him run around the court, and everybody just kind of watches him. And they know to cut, and they know to make moves. But they're following his lead. And he's their number one playmaker, triple rebounder. Triple like doubles, yeah, like, everything. So They can't win without that either. Without triple exactly, doubles, they can't, they can't exactly. If Curry sat out, the Warriors are still the Warriors. I'm not saying they're, like, super, super awesome. Curry's one of the best shooters I've ever seen. Yeah. But if he sits down, you still got... Durant, top three scorer in the league. Mm-hmm. You still have 
uh, one of the other best shooters in the league, yeah. and then you still got Draymond Green. And so you got a solid bench too. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah they, the they don't, they're not slacking anything. So if Curry like goes on vacation for a couple of days, he's not gonna come back to a losing record. He's gonna come back to pretty much what he left. Exactly, Meanwhile, yeah. if Westbrook gets hurt, it's over for them. It's the crickets. Lottery team. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> crickets. They're automatically, you know, it's crickets. It's automatically bad. They're automatically Philly. So. What what do we really say? Like if 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 the All Star Game is to celebrate excellence and you know who means the most, then you gotta you gotta give my man his due. He I'm not even a OKC fan like that. Well, the All Star Game has always been an exhibition in all sports. You know, we've seen baseball; they use it as a way for World Series of right. management. They, I, apparently, they took that out though because I think they should have took it out. It's an exhibition game. It's no necessary for them to go hard in the All Star Game and exhibition game. And then mm-hmm. you look at uh, football, which is probably the waste, most wasted all-star game of all time because no one's going to watch the Pro Bowl this weekend. Let's be honest. I'm not going to watch that. I didn't even know it was happening until I watched but, ESPN this morning. Who's going to watch the Pro Bowl? First of all, they don't even go hard because they don't want to get injured. Hurt, right. uh, yeah, they want to get injured at all. Secondly, like, like, who cares about the Pro Bowl? They should do the Pro Bowl either at the end of a Super after the Super Bowl, or maybe in the middle of a season, just so it's like a little bit in there. But then if they do it like before the Super Bowl, no one cares about it. All they do is talk about the Super Bowl. I kind of like the idea of them doing everything except playing football. Yeah, like I don't the think skills they, I don't challenge. Think, yeah, like like skills challenge. I don't, yeah, think, I think, they, they I don't think they should play an actual game of football. It's not like basketball where – You do the skills challenge. You have the dunk contest. You have three-point right. line that weekend. I mean, that weekend's probably like the best weekends in the sports. I mean, who, you, you barely watch the game. The game yeah. is just an excuse to get together and party with everybody, but I'm here for the dunk contest, even though the dunk contest has been sucky the last couple – except last year. Last year was pretty Although good. Although Aaron Gordon's not going to – I mean, Zach Levine. Yeah, he's not coming so back. So I don't know I, if Aaron Gordon's going to come probably back. I'm I, sure I don't that. know what's going to happen, but – that's pretty much the most exi- exciting part of that. The game is cool. Yeah, but, I mean, come on, it's two hundred. The game, the score is one hundred and ninety-eight <laughs> to two hundred and three. Like they might break it this year for all we know. All the three-point shooting, shooting. And all this oh stuff. God, forget about <laughs> it. And Harden, Curry, oh, and yeah. Durant are like all on the same side of the same team. And yeah, Harden, Curry. Oh, can, God. can you now? What I do want to see is Harden, if we're Durant, smart enough. Yeah, oh my god, boy, that's gonna be like original. a back to the old, old school stuff. And man. now they're all at peace with each other. Like, maybe now they can be well, no, they're still not really cool, cool, but they're like the you know, they should make a 30 for 30 on that Thunder team, though, with, with Harden and Westbrook and Durant. What if a cap situation didn't separate the whole three squad right. and the team and all that, and they could have won a title? What kind of what kind of mistrust did Harden have to have in the organization for him to go where the money was going to be immediately and I, leave those two other talented dudes behind? I think it was more of a cap situation, though, because they know that he had one year left on his contract and they had to trade him away. I don't think he was going to sign because of the amount of money they were going to put towards Serge Ibaka at the time because they needed defensive presence. Mm-hmm. So they had to trade him to the Rockets. And, and to be honest, I don't even think the Rockets knew he was going to be this good either. A lot of people didn't think that, he was going to yeah, be this that, good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He wasn't doing what he's doing now. Like, I thought he was going to be like a six-man, like a nobly type of player, but then he's exploded out of nowhere. He's becoming this Paul Pierce 2.0 in a shooting guard's body, basically. Yeah, could, yeah, could, for could real. Draw fouls and, and do whatever he wants offensively. And his shot is water. And he's and he's like a playmaker, like a point guard, literally living. Did not see doubles. that coming. Yeah, did not see that part coming. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's a chance. There's always a chance that he may not have developed this far in had he been under Westbrook and Durant. There's a chance he may not have gotten to be this guy become the Harden we know now if he stayed under those two dudes. 
you think Curry? I mean, you think uh, Westbrook's gonna have some kind of personal chip on his shoulder when when he plays the All Star game, knowing that he wasn't starting and he's gonna be with Durant? <laughs> I <laughs> sitting on the low. You think he's gonna be Durant on the bench and then Westbrook will be all the way over th- on the other side? I think Curry has. <laughs> I think uh, I think Westbrook has a chip on his shoulder whenever he plays anybody. That's true because Kobe said the same thing in an interview with Stephen A. saying that he always has a chip on his shoulder. He's one of those guys where he plays hard regardless when he's yeah. playing an All Star game. And, and in fact, when when Westbrook was coming out of college, I think he was. I think he was practicing against Kobe, and Kobe said interesting comment. He said when he was playing against him, yeah, this kid is, is really going aggressive for no reason. <laughs> I'm like, why are you going so hard? Hey, like, hey, uh, hey, young fellow. No, what's, 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 what's going on here? What's the problem? Listen, 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 listen. You know, I'm a professional, right? I got to go back to work. What are you What are you trying to do here? Calm down. Hey, 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 hey. Stop. That's what it was, basically. Like, Why are you whoa, running? Why, why are you yelling? <laughs> you know, there's only six of us in here. We can all hear you. Yeah, well, that's probably because it's some monster when he's on the court. He has every right to feel some kind of way about the way Kevin Durant did things. KD should have at least told him. He should have told him, yeah. But even if he told me, he still would have probably felt something about it. I mean, it. yeah, but he, at least you it, – it wouldn't be this bad. I don't think it would be this bad. If you sat down, talked about it, it was like, listen, man, I'm out of here. Like, stay, get your money, or come – or find a way to come with me. Or like, You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can opt out. I'll get you a sl- – but I'm out of here. Maybe you can make the case, though, if the Warriors didn't win, didn't, didn't win the title, I don't think the Brown would have went. I think he would have stayed in, in OKC. You think he still would have went even if they won? Um – if the Warriors had won the title, yeah, yeah, you think he still would have won? Because I, I don't think, I don't think he believed in the team that he, I don't think he believed the team he had could have beaten the Rockets. I mean, could have beaten the Warriors. Yeah, and he still has this thing in his head when it comes to playing LeBron. Yeah, I don't know why, but now he has a talented team. Now he's like, oh, I can go against LeBron. Well, yeah, now LeBron. it's now it's nothing like the way yeah. the Warriors. Steamrolled through the Cavs that last game yeah, where they, they up by um, forty at one point. Yo, that was like a beatdown. <sighs> God, and to be honest, competitive. as a guy who, who's a Knicks fan and and I don't want the Cavs to win a title, it felt really great just watching it get beat down. Like that. <laughs> 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 like, it felt so great. And the, the Durant that dunk on the fast break, I felt so oh, great. Uh, oh my god! I watched the Cavs and it's like watching like the Bizarro Knicks. It's like all these ex ex Nick players over there already. Yeah, Shump. JR. It just felt so weird. Channing Fry. Fry. Yeah. Like, they, don't they have Mozgov still? No, is they he? let him go to the Lakers. Oh. He's on that massive contract, which is ridiculous right now. Good man. Le- that's why LeBron keeps saying about his playmaker stuff. Like, uh, I need a playmaker because, you know, we got facing against the Warriors. And even though we got Kyle Culver, we still need a playmaker and this and that. And it's like. Well, Kyle Culver sucks on defense. I don't I don't know what they were thinking when yeah, they got him. Yeah, I don't know. He's a defensive liability. I mean, he could shoot, but he cannot defend for his life. The, for me, it's, it's like it's like a, a very, very – Poor man's mellow. Like mellow doesn't <laughs> play good defense. For as good as he is, yeah, he doesn't play good defense. I think I figured out why he stopped going to the hole is because his shoulder is hurt. You, yeah, you see him always doing, or, yeah, or his knees. And stuff I, I don't even think it's his knees. I think like when you go into the when you go in, you got a bump shoulder. You know, you yeah. got a clear space, and I think his arm bothers him, so he'd rather shoot. I think it's less painful for him to shoot. That's just a guess, though. I don't. Well, let's look at the stars for the Western Conference. Then we're getting to the East. You got Stephen Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis. You got any problem with that nah, besides not, Westbrook? Besides Westbrook, yeah. no, no. Anthony Davis got to be one of the – yeah, I don't have an issue. I mean, the only thing I can make case, though, the reason why I feel like Curry was starting, in my opinion, is as if, like, let's say if Jordan back in the day had a solid year, right? Yeah, like mm-hmm. 28, 6, and 4 like he usually does or 30, whatever, regardless – I think I think his career is probably like thirty points anyway. Yeah, I think so. That's insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and shooting like fifty something percent. But 
And then um, Charles Barkley. Oh, no, I would say Charles Barkley. Out of nowhere, I would say John Starks has like a crazy gear. He has triple double heading into the All Star game. Mm-hmm. You think they're going to start John Starks over Jordan because he had a great year? No. And that's why I make the case maybe because Curry started. He was two time MVP. He now is MVP last year. He, had a, he still had a good year this year and he's starting. And the fans voted for him. I, I think it was. <laughs> well, the fan voters is the one that put it. Probably the fan voters definitely will put it over the top as far as him starting. Because they relate to him. Like, they, they, they've got right. Curry as like he, they relate to I mean, him. Listen, I'm it. just going to keep it all the way real. <laughs> and this is going to sound funny, but bear with me, guys. Curry's adorable. Have you ever actually like <laughs> looked at him? He's adorable. Like he's a cute. He's a cute man. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. He looks like everyone's little brother. You just want to put him in a headlock and give him a noogie <laughs> until you see him face to face and realize he's like six two, six three or something ridiculous like that. And he's taller than you. But when you look at him, he's like he looks like everyone's baby brother. And his daughter is like gonna be a future WNBA star. And I, I put that on record. And she's all adorable too. And his wife is fine. Like you know, he's just cute. Like the whole family is just cute. How can you not vote for cute? It's like. <laughs> It's like turning away Bambi or something. Like, <laughs> That's why LeBron hates him. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Curry is like the angry black man, and and I mean, uh, Westbrook. In, uh, Westbrook is like the angry black man, and like a lighter skinned black man's body. <laughs> he's always angry and and the, he's always aggressive. He puts hundred and ten percent every game. And I feel like that's going to cost him. I don't want to say what cost him, but he might have to be able to control that energy because he can't play that way every single game. He might and he might be gassed out for all we know. I, I worry about his physical health. Yeah. Because him and, him and um, Rose train together. Yeah. So I, I worry about him ending up like Rose going super hard every game. That entry happens. Right. I, I worry about that because he, he strikes me as one of the – and I, I don't wish this. I, I wish him nothing but the best of health. But he strikes me as the kind of guy who will get one of those injuries that will put him on his butt for, like, a season. You know well, what I mean? Well, well, we'll look at this in the reserve side for the Western Conference. You know, we had Westbrook already, of course. Thompson, Green, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, Marcus Saul, DeAndre Jordan, Gordon Haywood for the first time for Haywood. You got Gordon any problems with that, with that reserve? Who would I, the, only, the only replaceable dude on there would be, like, Gordon Haywood. I mean, Snubs, Chris Paul, injury, of course. He's hurt, though. Carnegie yeah. Towns. Uh, well, Car- yeah, Carnegie Towns in the Western Conference. Rudy Gobert, I thought he had a good year. Carnegie Towns in the Western Conference? Yeah, he is yeah, in yeah. the Western yeah, Conference. Yeah. Oh. He got snubbed. Uh, Damian Leonard, snubbed. CJ McCollin, snubbed. Mike Conley, I mean, he's always injured, so I don't know. Damian Lillard is a, is a real snub. Yeah, that's a big time. He's got a guy with a chip on his shoulder now going into yeah, this. Yeah, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be tight if I was him. <clears throat> now, looking at the Eastern Conference, starting-wise, Kyrie Irving, DeMar the, the DeRozan, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's how you pronounce that. Nice. Place. I think that's how you pronounce Giannis. it. Giannis. Yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, uh, just li- yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it Antetokounmpo or is it Antetokounmpo? I've heard know. both versions. I'm not sure. Don't don't ask me, man. Don't make me lie to you. Oh, I think I'm gonna call him Antaka Tukumpo. Can we just call him Giannis? Yeah, just call him Giannis. Yeah, call him Giannis. Let's, <laughs> let's, not, let's not hurt anybody's feelings. J- Jimmy Butler. That's the starting lineup. You got any problems with that? Because I, I don't got any problems to be honest. I, I thought that was the perfect choice. Maybe, maybe Isaiah Thomas starting over Irving, but that's pretty much it in my opinion. Nah, nah, I, nah, nah. Because Isaiah Thomas is really just turning it on, and Kyrie's been consistent 
from the door. He's the best point guard, supposedly, by Twitter of all in the NBA right now. I'm, well, <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. He has LeBron. And he, and yeah, without LeBron, but how he, hard can not, it be to yeah. really be play point at that position with those guys? Yeah, exactly. Seriously. I mean, and I don't really see him dish that off. Exactly. He's just a scorer. He's, he's, just, a, he's a shooting he's guard, a, basically. He's a two guard yeah. in, a, in, a, in a point guard's body. Like, if he was any taller, he'd be Thompson. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I don't you see that's that's my whole thing. Or he basically be like Kobe. Basically. Fundamentally, if we're talking pure fundamentals, I've seen um I've seen Jennings get more assists mm-hmm. and be more pass first kind of a point. Yeah. So they got uh, reserves. John Wall, Isaiah Thomas, Paul George, Kevin Love, Kyle Lowry, Kemba Walker, Paul Millsap. Uh I I, I mean, I have no problem to be honest. I don't think any Nick deserve it this year. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. No, no. I'm not doing that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try and make a case for Carmelo at this point. He's yeah. He's, even even he's been playing lackluster on a lackluster team. He's recently getting into his you know high twenties, thirty point games. And Porzingis, uh, you know, injuries, and he's not he, there yet. He, no, the, yeah. the whole team looks dysfunctional. I mean, no. So no. D Rose, no, chill, man. Mm-hmm. He, he may have a solid year, but no. He again is just starting to turn it on. Yeah, John Wall, you know, I, I thought he 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 should be up there because he did lead the Wizards now to the playoffs, and they're like the fifth or sixth year on there. So yeah, Thomas, you know, he, he's been playing well ever since he came back, and he's averaging a lot of points and all that. Paul George, you know, he's still. I think he's still all star in most people's eye. I don't think he's a superstar, but he's a star at least. Yeah, uh, I, can, I can give him that. Kevin Love, you know, he's in the Cavaliers. I mean. You can't really say anything about that. He's averaging double double. Uh, Kyle Lowry, yeah, you know that's good because Kyle Lowry's on the team. I think uh, him and Demar Rosen have been leading them to the second seed. I agree. Kimba Walker, he's had a great year actually. I, I also year. agree. Paul Millsap on the Hawks, you know he's been consistent if anything, so mm-hmm. he deserves to be on. So I had no problems with the reserves really. Um, the big, you know, snubs on the Eastern Conference. You had Dwight Howard. I don't think that was considered a snub. I mean, uh, Andre Drummond, uh, free throws killing him. Yeah, really. You know, it was an All Star. Uh, I think the other year. And also jo- Joel Embiid. Uh, that was a snub. I think it'll be an all. But he's gonna be playing the Rising Stars game. You know, Porzingis and him are gonna be playing. So Porzingis will be in the All Star weekend, basically, watching them and playing in the game. But yeah, Embiid. Uh, yeah, I think I think he should have at least made the reserves. I don't say he should have started, but he should have made the reserves at least. I can see that. Yeah. I, I agree. And the fan didn't the fans uh, vote him in? Yeah, they voted. They voted him, and he it wasn't good enough, I guess. Uh, yet another. Yeah, he because he's the one who tweeted that. Why he cracked? He had that wise crack talking about the second time that the 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 votes don't count. Yeah, the people's <laughs> votes don't count. Talking about he took a shot at Trump. That Dang, was very clever. Centers are gonna be the future of the NBA in a couple of years. See all these centers. I mean, the out. way they can shoot the three. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. It's gonna it, be a lot of. Porzingis is really gonna have to put on some weight, bro. Yeah, yeah, at least put up at least ten pounds of muscle on his upper body. Yeah, and, and I hope and hope it doesn't alter his shot. Or it's alter his his physical physicality to at least not cause an injury because he's so big. You know, he needs to at least have stronger legs too. Yeah, he's frail looking. He, he is looks frail. frail. He's frail. It looks like he could punch through Dirk, him. Dirk needs to help him out big time. Forget about it. <laughs> In the off season. As long as he doesn't like, run the same, because Dirk has the is the most painful runner <laughs> I've ever seen in life. He has the most awkward plodding steps. He has no footwork. That man's feet is <laughs> like he's got two left feet and no knees. Unblockable shot though. That's yeah, the step that. back from a seven foot is ridiculous. Absolutely, but one legger, yeah, everything, yeah. Just that awkward. <laughs> like there's no quickness around the basket. Mm-hmm. If he tried to come around the basket and take it in. 
it's a wrap for him because you know exactly where he's going a half hour before he gets there because that footwork is just ridiculous. Yeah, I'd like to see Porzingis work on that. Maybe talk to Willie. Uh, Herman Gomez a little bit because that dude's footwork is <laughs> on point, man. Phenomenal. Yes, potential to be like a good, great center. I think I would footwork start wise. him. I would start him for the Knicks. I would start him right now. Over Joe Noah. Yes. Over Kyle Quinn. Yeah, I think I would. Yes, I would completely start him. He's I like would a, start him right now. He's like a baby Marcus Saul, in my opinion. That's if his is. shot was a little better, yeah, if yeah. his mid-range was it's a little better. He's going to get better. He's a rookie. He's, yeah, that's my a, whole point. It's, it's scary that he's a rookie and he's already learned how to footwork and all that. I think if Bobby has practice time and he's putting it in, he could actually be like a good-time post player and a good him, shot maker. If, if Mel was out of here, yo, him and Kuz in the starting lineup, Porzingis, of course, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm chilling. I'm, I'm, I have no issues with that. Him, Kuz. Courtney Lee with D Rose running a point, I'm I'm fine with that. They need a point guard regardless in the draft, regardless of what happens. They still need a point guard. They got to draft one. I think I think Drew Holiday is gonna want to come play with his brother. He's gonna come in. I think so. But they either guard. They still gotta draft a, a future point guard. To yeah, because Rose is in But I but I like Rose. I'm not. I'm my whole thing with everybody <laughs> running around talking about point guard, point guard, point guard. I'm like, yo, what, you're not getting much better than. I don't think there's anything out there available that's better than Rose that will actually come to the Knicks. It's true. I think that's a realistic. So stop, stop pissing on Derrick Rose <laughs> and his productivity and the fact that he is actually out here balling and hooping for us. There's not a lot that you can get. Who's come? Who's showing up? Chris Paul is not leaving. They're Curry not is not leaving. Yeah, Curry, FAA, leaving at all. Like these people are not leaving their teams to come. So that's why I said they got a draft, or they just gotta stick with Rose. Either way, even with Rose, they still got a draft point guard. I'm, I'm mad. We, it. I'm mad. We let Jim and Fredette go. Why? Because he's killing it in China. Because he was killing it here. We just didn't give him any minutes. Remember, he, he, he came, can't defend. He's too he, small. He can, he put he well. First of all, in China, yes, he's killing everything. Because he's China, everything is slow, and here everything is quick and explosive. That's why uh, Stephon Marbury's a legend there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's and true. Here he'd be like a, an average player, at most. Nah, because he was he was lighting up the D League too. Yeah, well, we just we didn't give him a chance, man. We we just needed to give him a chance. You think, you, you think you pair him up with Carmelo? You think you think he'll be? Who, Jimmer? No, you felt Marbury and Melo on the same team with this roster. You I think, think we, I think we would have had some real magic happen. You think it would have been leadership skills and all that? I don't know <laughs> where the leadership would have come from. That's iffy because Marbury is a little cuckoo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, but but Melo isn't. Melo's one of the most stable-headed dudes I've ever seen. Like even with the stuff that flies around him, he doesn't. Speaking of which, let's get into that a little bit because this whole notion now of, well, let's trade Carmelo now and Jackson's doing so hard now to trade him to the Clippers, to the Celtics without any possible picks or, or assets at I'm all. I'm so glad no one's interested. Because, I'm so glad. Because no one shouldn't be interested. Look, you, you, you're going to trade for a guy who's about to be 33 this year in May, mm-hmm. and, he, and he has a, co- a a kicker for his trade, basically a 15% kicker, to his, so he's going to make you making more money on your team. Mm-hmm. And... You're training a guy who can't really defend, who's regressed a lot, mm-hmm. who's really just a power forward, and he, and, and he can't even create a shot as much as he used to, uh, pretty much just a catch-and-shoot guy. Right. So well, I don't mm-hmm. even know why they're trying to train him in the first here's, place. Here's my problem. Here's here's my entire issue, and I, I put this squarely in Phil Jackson's lap. Yeah. Number one, if you were going to trade him, you should have did it before you re-signed him. Yeah, exactly. Or just that, let him go. Or just let him walk. Yeah. That was the time to do it. Get that relief money, find somebody mm-hmm. else, whatever. That was the time. 
You double down on him. We have him now. Stop complaining. That's number one. Number two, how about you lay off this triangle business and you let them play pick-and-roll basketball, which suits a guy like Melo who can post up, spot up someplace, get the basket, make it. Uh, from mid-range, he's deadly. Yeah. From the three, he's becoming more and more accurate, especially if he has a minute. If you watch the way he plays in the Olympics, when the stars use him, he's just an offensive weapon. Yeah. And he actually does get it in on defense when he's motivated. But I think this whole triangle nonsense. So my whole thing to Phil is if you keep running this archaic triangle and then you're mad at the results, you're blaming the players. That's like using the wrong end of the hammer to bang in a nail. And then blaming the hammer. <laughs> That's a good example, actually. It, 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 yeah. it's, it's what it looks like. Like The system you want to play does not work with the players you have, but you keep insisting on this system instead of letting the play, instead of acclimating to what kind of personnel you have. And also the defense that's been terrible. I mean, you had Kurt Rambis running it, and to be honest, I think you should just fire Kurt Rambis too because he, he can't. For some reason, his defensive system is awful, and they're not listening to him at all. And yet, they keep insisting. Phil Jackson keeps insisting that Rambis should be running the defense for them, and it's horrible. If, if Rambis is running the defense, he needs to be. Look at look at what's happening. I know he should be fired. Like, why are you still? Why do we still have you? And then we then then on top of that, you seem to as a, back to Phil Jackson, you you seem to do the most illogical thing possible. <laughs> Every chance you get, like the thing that yeah. does not make any sense. Mind games on the with, media. With the exception of Kristaps Porzingis, everything you've done seems to just make no sense, and it's in the face of the obvious choice. All of these well-informed Nick fans who would lighten up the message boards and all over Twitter and all over Instagram and all over Facebook saying the same things, and you just fly off in this other direction. Tom Thibodeau was available. Yeah, you you let him walk. You uh, did not take. You didn't even take a meeting with Tom Thibodeau. Mark Jackson is still available. You left. You never took a meeting with him. Uh, I I'd be happy with Van Gundy back. Yeah, not gonna come back though. But because that's because he hates Dolan. Yeah, too. But if you offered him a buffer between point A and point B, like listen, you'll never have to deal with Dolan. I got this now. Just come coach the team. Like, UB Brown is still out there. Like all these Anna. I, I, me and my friend were talking the other day about how well analysts who are former coaches make ill coaches when they come back. Because once you've been watching the game through this screen at this elevated view and you see all these guys' habits and you see what really needs to happen, yeah. imagine implementing a system after you've been like a broadcaster and, a, and an analyst for a couple of years with ESPN. Like you've been calling it courtside. Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, UB Brown, all these guys just sitting there watching. Even, even, uh, what's my man's name? Used to play for the Kings. Uh, George Carl. Not, not him. Oh, no, hell no, not <laughs> him. Absolutely not him. Uh, black dude. Uh, used to play for the Kings, Sacramento Kings. He was Chris like Weber. Weber. Yeah. yeah I, and where's where's Patrick Ewing? You got a big man. You're yeah. gonna have to. You're gonna have to get a big man popping. Yeah, pick, I don't understand Patrick Ewing never even got a chance to even be a head coach in the league. And but that's working. my that's my point. Phil Jackson can make those things happen. That's what I was looking forward to when he got here. My my whole thought process was finally we don't have to. Dolan hired someone who's smart at basketball, who will allow Dolan to get out of the way. Who Dolan can't trump 
with extra celebrity, extra fame, extra money. I'm Phil Jackson. Sit down. I don't need your help. I didn't ask you. Go sit down. That's what I was hoping. And finally, we would start riding the ship. Yeah, but now we're going down the ship. Yeah, but if <laughs> Kurt Rambis is, is running the defense <laughs> and the defense stinks out loud, even the players are like, yo, we're not playing any defense. Have you seen his record? It's under 500. It's probably the worst <laughs> in the league right now. And sec- and also, I don't understand his obsession with Rambis being part of the staff. He had a job waiting for him in college. And then Phil Jackson's like, no, no, you got to stay here. You're not leaving anywhere. I'm like, yo, I was so happy. I'm like, yo, just let him go, man. He, yeah, just let him be out. Players don't listen to him at all. And it's kind of obvious. Because it doesn't work. They're, not, like, they're not, not listening to him because they don't like him. They're not listening to him because what he wants to do doesn't work. He's a nice guy. Look, listen, everybody's a nice guy probably. But but listen, he just can't p- coach defense at all. You see how many threes we give up, man? Yeah, the threes are – I'm like looking at the, these games the Knicks are, are uh, you know, playing, and I'm looking at open threes left and right, and mostly on the corners too. And I'm like – my goodness. Shouldn't that be elementary? Yeah, that should be elementary. You guard the, the, the shortest corner, three. Yeah, the door three. You guard that the most out of the other threes. And I'm like, my dude, man, like we, we could probably score on this team. Like literally, we could just score on this team because they can't play defense for life. They're soft as tissue. So soft. What I've seen now is our scoring has gotten better. Yeah, but our defense is high. But horrible. that's why we lose by three one points point, or three two points, points yeah. three points. Four points. We we score like crazy. They like can't we're stop like top ten, top five, probably. Listen, but we suck in defense. We're like D'Antoni basically with no defense. Derrick Rose can't be guarded. Yeah, he can't defend either. But one, yeah, but one on one, they can't stick him. Yeah, he's he's a couple of blown calls in the in the lane. We win a few of the, we win a few of those games. Definitely the Hawks game. Yeah. Definitely the Pistons game. Mm-hmm. De- like uh, definitely what? Who do we play? Was it Utah? The Bucks. The Bucks. Definitely the Bucks game. Like yeah. when he drives to the lane and all he gets racked and nobody says anything. Mm-hmm. But get that out of the paint. Our our bench actually plays defense. Yeah. They, and they play good defense. They'll bring us back out of a deficit. Always, most of the time, actually. And then you go back and insert Joakim Noah, <laughs> a who can't of stop a nosebleed. By far, he's a savior of mankind, basically. I mean, to them, they think, like, you know, let's start in Joakim Noah because we got to give him his confidence. We pay him all this money. And then he stinks up to joy. And I'm just like, you know, I think at this point in his career, I think he's more of a bench player right now. I don't know what, I don't know, and this is, again, I don't know what Phil Jackson was thinking. Did you not see Noah? Like, did you? What did you think was gonna happen when he showed back up? True, Derrick Rose is returning to form, offensively. Yeah, defensively, but, he's a liability. But but I don't I don't. I, it's hard for me to blame him, knowing that Rambis <laughs> is at the head of things. It's hard for me to blame any of them for the the bad defense they play because I just don't think they know what they're supposed to be doing at that given moment. But you look at the games though of Rose, and specifically the last game, you can see that he's not trying hard on defense. It's almost as if he's just trying to stay healthy for the season, knowing that if he tries hard on defense and pulls something, might blow his chances of him getting a contract. And mm-hmm. I just feel like he's just scoring for himself. He doesn't care about the team. Just like you know, I'm just scoring. I'm not gonna play defense. I'm I'm not. I would. It's possible. Yeah. But I got to turn back to the coach. That too. I mean, Jeff Hornsack got to motivate these players. And it's a funny thing. I'm not blaming Hornsack. I think I'm more blaming the players in this I situation. blame Phil Jackson. And Phil Jackson too. I, bl- I blame Phil Jackson for having this dysfunctional ass setup. Hornsack's trying to do the best he can with the roster. Who? Hornsack. He's trying yes! to do the best he can with the roster. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. He makes some bonehead decisions too. Yeah. Like when you pull Kylo Quinn out to put – first of all, putting Noah in. Or a 76er game when you put Porzingis in for, like, a possession, knowing that he didn't 
hasn't hit a shot all like do yeah, you think all he game, would do? Six minutes into the to the fourth, he wasn't even in the fourth quarter until he to that point. And I'm just like, you could have just passed. that shot could have been for Melo or for somebody, and the game would have been over. Yeah, it period. Hit the rim, the game would have been over. Yeah, that and that, which yeah. was, which was all we needed. Like yeah. he, don't get me wrong, he does some bonehead. I don't I don't know what he's thinking sometimes too. Like, well, everybody's got to get a chance to play. Like I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know what he's doing here, but the, it, I I I I mostly turn to the coaching. This is a new team. They don't really know each other like that. Well, it's been 47 games in, the and coach, they still don't know. But I think at that point, because I hear Melo and and Rose and the rest of the team all saying the same things about each other. Yo, we care about each other. We're a team. We're in this together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It just looks like they don't know what they're – like when the, when the defensive what's-the-name breaks down and Rose loses his man – or Melo's too far into the paint he's to get always, back out. He's always trying to be in a paint more so than a three-point line. I'm just like, do you understand the basic math of two and three? Are you going to give up a two or are you going to give up a three? Right. Like, you're, I would give the up ball, a three. The ball moves faster than you. Yeah. Stay closer. Like, every time I see him, every time the play starts, he starts drifting further and further to the to hoop. Paint, I'm know, like, nobody wants you to get a rebound, Melo. Get back over to your man. I know. Just and next thing you know, line. corner three, pow. Melo goes running over there all late. All haggard goes flying into the bench behind the guy while the dude just hits a three. Down by ten, like in the first quarter, and then try to make a run, and then the down by five again. And they lost to the Mavericks, man. They lost to a D League squad full of undrafted players with mm-hmm. Dirk Nowitzki, basically. Like I don't understand how you lose to a team like that. Knowing that Daryl Williams was out of the game, all they had was just Barnes. Lost. No, no, it's the defense. It's not like they didn't put up the points. Defense is trash, man. I never seen Kurt Rambis needs to be fired, but he's not gonna get fired because he's Phil Jackson's best buddy. Which leads <laughs> us back to Phil Jackson. <laughs> Even this whole thing about like when Melo first started getting all all aggravated because Phil Jackson's man wrote that piece. Yeah, Charlie the, Why would you allow your man to write something like that with a team that you know is trying to get it together? Like, what, what, what? But why are you dissing your own team? That's what, what I don't purpose does that serve? You know, this is different. This is a different era. This is the '90s where you could just do that to you because you're a coach. You could do that to your team and suddenly they motivate themselves. This is an era where you we all know it's a soft era because one word and suddenly they all become like sensitive and everything. Like <laughs> LeBron with the posse and now with this, and it's just like yeah, this this is a soft era. So you know, Jackson doesn't understand that he's not adjusted to this era. Popovich is adjusted to this era. Doc Popovich, Rivers is Popovich is adjusted to every era. Yeah, and he even said a comment a few weeks ago defending the Knicks on the whole Wizards thing when they lost and the coach was on the court and it should have been a technical foul and everything. And mm-hmm. like you know, he he's adjusted to the the style of the game. He used mm-hmm. to be the one with the two towers, and then he went to the three point line and two tower, and then now you have Kawhi Leonard. Like he adjusts. Yeah, Jackson doesn't adjust. Even though he has his thirteen rings or he has two as a player and eleven as a coach, he's not. That's in the past. Yeah, that's in the past. He he hasn't he hasn't caught up to what. What needs to happen now? Yeah, for sure. And, and thinking about this whole situation with the with the trading, like I like we said before, they're not. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. I'll be shocked if he goes anywhere. In fact, I'll get if I'll be shocked right now if I get some breaking news saying they trade Carmelo Anthony to this and that. I but I don't see that happening at all. I mean, no one really wants that contract. No, I I even think the Cavaliers even if they wanted to trade, they have to trade like Kevin Love, and they don't want to do that either. Right. Like so. Uh, I see Nick. I see him. Melo staying put until the the summer, and hopefully either Jackson or Melo gets traded, or Jackson I, just leaves. I, I want Jackson to leave. I think I, he's gonna leave in the summer. I, I want that's Jackson. What I, think. I want Jackson to leave. I'm not altogether upset with our roster. 
To be honest, I'm yeah. just gonna I'm just gonna tell the truth. I'm not really mad at the Knicks roster. I'm not. It's underachieving, to be honest. It should be at least it, over 500. Exactly right now. my point. I think when they play well, when they get it together, when they move the ball around and actually play defense, we get it popping. Yeah. I think new coaching. They get Jackson out of here because he seems to be doing nothing but distracting. Get Jackson out of here. Get us a new coach, and and let them figure it out. Like okay, the season isn't sunk we're seven games out we're set we're seven games below 500 three games i think or four games are over the afc which right. is kind of ridiculous because if you don't make the afc we just get blown down the first round right blah, blah, blah. but i think we can do better than that with some changes in x y and z stop with the rambus crap like <laughs> please get this man out of the paint because if, if his job is defense if that's his sole job if you had one job to do in its defense and we're losing all these games because we're not playing good defense, then you should be fired. Yeah. You should be fired. Go get someone else. Go get Mark Jackson. Go, like, someone else who, who can coach defense, who doesn't mind yelling at players, who get Phil, let Phil Jackson leave. Bring back Don Nelson. <laughs> Don Nelson. Why was anybody mad at oh, Don Nelson? God, yeah. He was doing a great job. Should bring back D'Antoni and have his roster, and then it'll be good like the Rockets are doing right now. Yikes. Because <laughs> at least D'Antoni, listen, D'Antoni, I never saw he was a bad coach. I just thought that the roster wasn't good with his style of play. So when he actually had it with the Rockets right now, you can mm-hmm. see now they're, they're, they're like a third seed, whatever he, they want. He's great with a scoring point guard. That's too, yeah. Which is what made me mad when he decided to get at Marbury and put Marbury above the rest of it. Like, the greater good of the team was yeah. to have a scoring point. That's what you needed. Like Jeremy Lin type of thing. Because he shined, yeah. I was just about to say, because he shined when Lin Sanity hit. Well, he, I, to be honest, D'Antoni could make any point guard look good because of the system. Uh. I mean, it's a proven fact. Like, you, if you, like even with the Lakers when they were struggling, he put Jordan Clarkson and he had, like, double-double games every year. I mean, every uh Well, every yeah, the week. point guard looks good. The, the team yeah, still yeah, 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 yeah. L's, though. The point guard looks good, but the team is, like, it depends on the team. They make shots and this and that. Mm-hmm. And we saw where Jeremy Lin and Sadie for a little while, and they let him go, and then now Lin's all injured with the Nets and all that. But well, the, they, they, the lost him, they lost him with the money. That, too. That was the money. It really wasn't <laughs> us who let him. Him go, Jeremy Lin just took the praise. I mean, for all you know, he could have been the future point guard of the team if they kept him around <coughs> with Melo and all that stuff. Maybe he would have been the future point guard, and uh, probably would he probably been an all star maybe with the roster. You never know. But going back to the next star, uh, this whole this functionality goes into now into another city, which is the Chicago. And Chicago which, Bulls which, actually, which I feel is more dysfunctional than us, and I'll tell you why, because they're beefing. Amongst the players, and they're beeping along the <coughs> stupidest stuff I've ever heard. That should be in the locker room, to be honest. That that's nothing to do with the media. Why are you saying this in the media? We think we care about this. This is your personal business. Mm-hmm. You guys talk it out in the locker room. Don't say it to us like like we're supposed to be some kind of messenger to everybody, or or like we can actually <laughs> do anything. Yeah, what are we gonna do? We're just gonna write about it, but we're not gonna do anything else. What are mm-hmm. we gonna do? I mean, now you have Rondo calling out teammates saying, my vets, this and that. Then D-Way is like, oh, my vets, this, this yeah, and that. he likes the picture. He goes and likes the, likes the post. D-Way was with Udonis Hanslam with the Heat, like with a little picture of him saying, my vets play hard and this and that. And then and then he comments saying, you know, some leaders, they don't get likes. And, you know, that's just the way it is and all that. And then Rondo's like, you know, leadership skills and all this stuff. Listen, R- Rondo is a headache. I mean, we all understand that. 
But he's also. But a guy, I don't think he's lying. I don't think he's lying either. But he's also a guy who really likes to be a control freak. I mean, we all seen I this before. See like he's a point guard. He could, he had uh, issues with Doc Rivers at the time with the Celtics because you know he wanted to do this and that is my way or not your way. Issues with Rick Carlisle. We've seen that mm-hmm. issues with now Fred Hoiberg Bulls the bet. Benching him with all his issues, like he just wants to win, but he wants to win in his own style. And right. he's really a guy where if you have a lot of shooters around him, you can play well. Mm-hmm. If it, but the problem is the Bulls don't have shooters because they all right. have Jimmy Butler and D Wade can't is suddenly shooting threes now, but not consistent because he's not really a three point shooter at all. Right, he's a driver. Yeah, and then you look at all that, and now you look at this situation: is if should they just trade uh, Rondo, Butler, and Wade and start the rebuild process already? Or pick one of them to build around, which ah. is only Jimmy Butler. But it's Jimmy Butler, but you see all these now these trade rumors now saying that the guys trade Butler now because he's playing well and they really want to go in a different direction now. Trade him. Trade him. I would uh, buy out Rondo. I would. Uh, uh, I would just keep waiting for this year, and and you know he's probably gonna leave anyway. It's probably only one year thing for him, and then he's probably just gonna either retire or go back somewhere to Miami or something. I'm so mad that the Knicks. Spent the money on Courtney Lee. You think about it, right? Yeah. Oh my God! They had him right here. So bad. We did not know that Pat Riley was going to pull that nonsense and not pay him. Had we known that, I gotta believe that Joakim Noah's contract would be way less. Mm Mm-hmm. By far. Way less. Half. Like. Way less. No one, and besides, no one want to pay him seventeen something like the Knicks did, like right. idiots. Because it's like this is Tyson Chandler all over again, basically. Yeah, yeah. It basically, is. I mean, at least, well, yeah, I'll, I'll give you this. At least Tyson, Tyson Chandler, Chandler was playing. At least he won Defensive Player of the Year, and then yeah, the then he why, was hooping for him. The reason why he we lost that series against the Pacers because he got sick, and, and then he, and suddenly Roy Hibbert became a second coming of Will Chamberlain on him, and, all and nobody this. saw that coming. Yeah, and, and then after that, Hibbert <laughs> was never the same player, and J.R. Smith was. Oh, I can't believe they lost that series. Though. Yeah, he like, vanished. They, and then suddenly he wanted to become big now because of that stuff, and that caused the whole turmoil. The Knicks after that, thirty-seven, forty-five, and then just whatever. Right. But you know, going back to the Bulls, though, D Wade on the Knicks, we yeah. almost had him. Had we we signed the contracts with Lee before, he would have made Porzingis better, in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, Wade makes a team better. He is still putting up numbers. And he's a team player. If you're gonna take a chance, if you can take a chance on Derrick Rose. You can take a chance on D Wade. Yeah. D Wade has never been injured as bad as Derrick Rose has. If you if you're gonna take a chance on <laughs> though on Rose and and uh Noah, you can take a chance on D Wade still putting up numbers. Yeah. I would have loved that. Dude, Rose at the one, Wade at the two. I don't know. Do you put Melo at the three? Because I like him better at the four. No, I'm about the four. I'll, I'll put uh, Lance Thomas at the three. <laughs> the three. I, I don't know what's wrong with Lance Thomas. <laughs> he, got, he, shoot. he got injured though, so he's supposed to come back soon. But listen, he's, he's like I say, he's a he's a homeless uh, Kawhi Leonard, as we agreed on. Yeah. And it's just I like Kuz like, better. Yeah. Oh yeah, I put Kuz actually. I'll start Kuz at the okay, three. Okay, so Kuz at three, Melo at the four, Porzingis at the five. Yeah, I think that's good, dude. That's killer. At least you have two play. Well, you have a playmaker and D Way too. So that's killer. Yeah, you got three. You got three guys who can get their own shot. Legit. Pass the ball around. Get uh, Porzingis open. Kuz, who loves to slash and loves to cut, and loves to go back. It's a hustler. Yeah. And will hit the three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not afraid. D Wade actually plays defense. Yeah. Which I'm happy about, and I can see him barking on the other guys to play defense because he'd be the only dude on the roster with a ring. 
Maybe barking on Porzingis or on Melo specifically because he can't play defense. Multiple wings, and he'll make Porzingis better. I think. Uh, I think if anything, maybe he'll talk to Melo saying this should be Porzingis' team or something and making him better and all so that. So what? What happens with Chicago now? Do they blow it up? Do I they think they blow it up. I don't know when they're gonna blow it up, but I could see either one of the three go before a trade deadline. Either Rondo gets traded or they buy him out. Mm-hmm. I think maybe D Wade stays and they trade Butler. That's what's going to happen. You think? I think so. Cause Butler, that, you get more for Yeah, Butler, you get a high value. And I don't know where he's going to get traded. Either to the Lakers or he's going to get traded to, to uh, a contender. I don't think I don't know if he's traded to a contender specifically. I don't think he ends up with a contender. You think he won't get traded to, like, the Knicks or something? Mm-hmm. To, to trade back trade back with the Knicks, like, trade Rondo to Butler. And then, uh, Ron, I, mean, Rose, I mean, Rose would be all happy if he's in Chicago again. But, you know, it's a one-year thing. I don't even know if they'll sign him back. But Butler... It's interesting for him. I think he's gonna get traded, but I don't know which team specifically will want him. I'd in give his them. I'd give them. I'd give them Brandon Jennings for him. See, a perfect team with the Knicks would have been like Paul George and his contract supposed to be up. I think in a couple of years too, because I, I don't think he's. They don't see him as a really a number one option. I think he's more of a second option. Mm-hmm. So I, the perfect team with the Knicks would have been like George Butler and then Porzingis. Their big three. Which is I can see that. defense and offense, and I can see that being point guard, and they'll be good. I could see that maybe happening in the future. But it's the Knicks, so they're gonna do. They're gonna screw it up. They'll find some way to do the exact thing that they <coughs> should not. But I do like the fact that the Knicks are not appearing as dysfunctional as the Bulls. The Bulls, the the team, the the locker room is in turmoil. Yeah, like it they're is actually. Turmoil. It all started when they let go of Tom Thibodeau. Right. In my opinion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though I, I don't, I, I've, I'm high on Tom Thibodeau, but his methods are why his players get injured. So yeah, because they play him like twenty, like forty five minutes a game. And then his defensive strategies are like ridiculous. Yeah, but you look at it, the Timberwolves and you look at the Knicks, and we discussed before that if you switch roles with the Hornacek and Tom Thibodeau, that's what it should have been. Hornacek with the fast paced team and Tom Thibodeau with the slow roster and all that, it would have been perfect. But you know, Jackson want to do it his own way. They want to hire Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau was was basically slaying, yo, I played the triangle offense. I actually played the triangle, but he doesn't mm-hmm. want to do it. And it's just, like, it's ridiculous. It really is. But, yeah, the Bulls, I, I don't know what's going to happen to them. I really do believe, though, that one of them is going to get traded, one of them is going to be, like, go, and one of them is going to stay. Mm. See that happening. That's like marry, sleep with, kill. That's <laughs> what you just described to me, a game of marry, sleep with, kill. That's interesting. I, I, I can't call it. I, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you. It's just a matter of who's doing what. I don't know where else Rondo can go. Yeah. His reputation is like a coach, like a, a coach, coach killer. killer yeah. Is, is kind of solidified. Now. Solidified, yeah, for sure. You go place after place after place and get into it with everybody. You found a way to beef with Doc Rivers. Never seen that happen before. I, even though I think it was mostly over Ray Allen. Yeah. But you found a way to get into beef with Doc Rivers. And right, and you're a champion. You're a championship point guard. You're a champion. You're a, a point guard with a ring. And still, but you can't get along. You can't find a way to make it work where you go. And I don't, I don't get that. And I mean, D Wade can basically ride off into the sunset whenever he feels like it. But he's still yeah. putting up great numbers. So I don't. I don't yeah, he has nothing to prove anymore. I mean, no, nah, absolutely rings, not. Now he's, he's really he's just right, playing. Yeah, he's playing. Um, Butler has a has a high future, but he needs to go someplace. He's, he's got to latch on to a contender. Maybe if he went to the Clippers at this stage, yeah, yeah, Clippers buy would have been the perfect choice for for him because at least they have defense and they have offense, and he plays a small forward, and and that team will improve tremendously mm-hmm. with him at the small forward position. Paul healthy and 
They actually could actually contend with the Warriors, in my opinion. I think so, too. With, with him as a missing piece, Yeah, I can see that. Dude and, can get his own shot, definitely defends, catch alley-oops. Play the two if you if you need. Yeah, to. play two or three, four sometimes too. I can see him. I can see big him body. locking up Clay Thompson. He's a big body. Yeah, he's a big body. So, so you know we got a little bit of time here on the show. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this uh, football stuff happening with the Super Bowl. We're gonna go into it more a little bit next week on this matchup. But you had the Falcons. You had the Patriots. Number one scoring offense versus number one scoring defense. Did you expect this to be the Super Bowl matchup? No, I missed up all my picks. <laughs> Everything I picked went wrong. I said the Seahawks, they got killed. I said the I said um Green Bay, they got killed. Yeah. Everything I everything I this uh, Green Bay against against Dallas, I had Green Bay and that that went right, but everything Green Bay went through, they got beat up a little more and beat up <laughs> a little more and beat up a little the Giants injured some players and then Dallas injured some players. By the time they went face-to-face... The Falcons got blown out. Yeah. 31-zip already getting into the third quarter. And I'm just like, oh, God, this is the biggest... Be- if, like, at least get points on for the Packers. Like, it would have been a shocker if they were zipped that game. Because that would have been like, my goodness, can you do any worse than what you just done? Because that was a terrible performance by yeah, far. Yeah, forget about it. And, and then you look at the Page and the Steelers, and you just like, come on. You know the Patriots are gonna win. I mean, the Steelers' defense is soft, and and Brent Roethlisberger doesn't do well against the Patriots. They got exposed, they got beat down, they got embarrassed by a, a wide receiver who was from the Bills, who was undrafted, I, I I believe, who put up the same numbers as Julio Jones, mm-hmm. and he's not even as physical as him, and he he put up two touchdowns and had more than 150 yards for receiving <laughs> for a guy we don't even know about. Yeah, and that's I, what the Patriots do. They just win. They do the step up, next man up, uh, you know, type of, uh, uh, I would say, uh, uh, damn it, I was going to say something about next man up. Yeah, next, yeah. They did this, you know, they, they do this next man up uh, thing for everybody because that's how they, they win games. You know, they mm-hmm. don't care about how good you are or, or, or what you are, or, you know, stat, uh, status in the rankings of the team or whatever. It's really just, you know, you're the next man up. You got to step up. You play your, you do your job. That's what they do and best. Yeah, they do my job thing. They do. That's what they do. Their, they do the best at any other team in the league. You know, and they preach about a lot of teams. A lot of teams preach about that, the next man up, but they don't really. It doesn't. It doesn't manifest the same way. It does yeah, like the Patriots because they have a system. They actually have it. Yeah, it looks like they actually got it. And that's why they have a system about this. That's why mm-hmm. they've been successful for the past 15 years this dynasty that the patriots have with brady so and belichick who's let, let's talk dynasties for a second because we're about to get into this we, yeah we're about to get into that you got them in football you have um yankees. i guess the, the yankees in baseball yeah the bulls i guess in the nba six the NBA. out of eight yeah six out of eight or or do we want to go early Celtics? No, the rules were way different. Early Celtics, they had like eight teams. So I wouldn't be. So they won eleven thousand. Celtics fans brag about that. Like, <laughs> listen, you had eight teams in your league. So if you didn't mm-hmm. win eleven thousand, that's disappointing for all the other teams ah. too. <laughs> Come on, yeah, eight teams in your league. Come so on. we'll we'll stick to the Bulls. Then. Yeah, Bulls, uh, baseball Yankees. That you can make a case in the fifties when they won five. You can make a case in in the two thousand. They won four out of five. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so many. That's a dominant. It's, this, it's, it's the most dominant franchise in sports history by it's far. The, it's also the reason why the Knicks catch the grief they do. And it's the, the Jets, reason why every, every New, New York, York team, team they want to be like the Yankees. Yeah, because 
we expect to win. But the thing with the Yankees is that they actually develop players too. It's not just they, they 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 this is what they do is they develop players in their farm system, mm-hmm. but then they add pieces with free agency star right. players or players that know how to win with the developed players. Like you see the core four and they had Jeter and and Posada and Rivera and Pettit, but they add players around them like people like Paul Neal, Bernie Williams, Alex Rodriguez. They they add people. That's why they win. The right. problem with these New York teams is that. They want to just get 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 free agency, mm-hmm. but they got to develop a core first before you can add, add pieces it on to a star it. Yeah. piece, right? That's see, it's good to have Porzingis in the Knicks. Just Absolutely, keep adding. they got to keep adding like another draft point guard, then add pieces around him free agency. That's how you develop a stable uh, franchise for the next ten or fifteen years, like the Spurs do. And the Spurs, yeah, the Spurs, another one of a dynasty. Kawhi I, Leonard was like home homegrown. Developed, he developed. And and they, then added they added Marcus from Marcus Aldridge. They had. Paul Gasol now, if he stays healthy, they added pieces around him. You know, mm-hmm. that's how you build a, a team that can sustain itself 15 years. You look at the Patriots, though, in a, in a cap situation where you pay NFL players a lot of money, you let pieces go left and right, they still find a way because they have a right. quarterback and they have a coach and then they add pieces around him. I mean, Brady's never really had a top five wide receiver in his career. Which is funny. Randy Moss was like top 10, top 15. He was already By past the time his prime. Yeah, yeah, he was past the, his he, prime. He missed it. And yeah, he still had like a phenomenal year that year and Brady won the MVP. And then, and then you look at like Joe Montana back in the day with the San Francisco 49ers and he had Jerry Rice, Rice and he had right. those people. So I look at it as, as, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm a, I'm a New York person, but Brady's probably the best quarterback of all time with what he does. Best body of work. You think he's not the, the greatest quarterback of all time? I think time? Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than him. Well, physically and talentedly, you could say Aaron Rodgers is like the Dan Marino of this generation. I, I think, I think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than he is. I think he's one. I think he's. I think it's like the greatest of all time versus the best ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Aaron, I think Aaron Rodgers is the best. Like un unworldly, like the stuff he does. Brady's got the seven Super Bowls. And, and and if we right, no best body of work. Best body of work. Okay, do it this way. This is how I feel about it. Make them switch teams. Yeah, of course. Right now, right now, make them switch teams. Who's better and who who gets better and who gets worse? Rodgers gets way better. And Rodgers Brady suddenly gets... runs the table every year. And you know what I mean? Like every know. year. We he's don't even a... know, though, if Brady would have been this good if he was out of the Patriots. Exactly my point. It's exactly. It's, it's the argument that I used to make when people would compare Tim Duncan to Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And everybody would get all upset and be like, yo, uh, you know, t- Tim Duncan's had a better career than Kobe Bryant. I'm like, really? Kobe Bryant's been through how many teams, how many coaches on this dysfunctional franchise? Yeah. And meanwhile, Tim Duncan came in with one coach, one, one coach. team, one organization, like one stable setup his entire career, who just so happens to be one of the best basketball coaches in the history of the game. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kobe's been through how many coaches? How many different plays on on a defunct, dysfunctional Lakers after Jim Bus died? Like, come yeah. on, bro! Like you you have to take everything into account. Make them switch places. See what Brady would have been like on a different team. Make them switch places and see what happens. Like it, it becomes a completely and totally different story, and that's that's how I feel about Aaron Rodgers versus Brady. Like if one goes to the other, if you took him out of this safe environment in this safe pocket. And put him someplace else, and then put Aaron Rodgers in that safe pocket. Now what happens? Aaron Rodgers suddenly becomes the Michael Jordan of football. Yeah, I mean, look at Peyton Manning went up against those two duels, Belichick and Brady, and he's won. Actually, he's actually had a better record playoff wise against them more so than the season. 
when he won the last one before he retired, Peyton Manning. He has two Super Bowls, but he's always had a lot of coaches around him. He's always had different pieces around him, and he found a way. I give I give all due respect to Tom Brady. I never take anything yeah, away from him. Yeah, me neither. The best body of work out there. He's definitely one of the greatest. But if I'm going to talk about the greatest quarterback, if, if we're talking about court, a quarterback who anywhere he goes, all of a sudden you've got a shot because he's there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, a team that you thought was a wash. Ooh, wait a minute. Aaron Rodgers just showed up. Hey, Manning. Let me think about yeah. this. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just it becomes a different thing once this guy shows up. Meanwhile, we don't know what Brady would look like if he had to deal with the Packers roster or the Giants roster or or uh, Pittsburgh's roster. Like We don't know what that's going to look like. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers no matter where he goes. So I'm that's that's where I stand on that. That's true. I, I agree with that. I, I you know I'm gonna we'll get into more Super Bowl matchup next week, but I do agree that the Patriots, uh, with Brady, Brady's on the Patriots. You know this is this is how great he is, and you can make the case that Belichick, uh, Brady, they would have been as great if they didn't have each other, and vice versa. And right? All that. Who knows? And Belichick, knows? I mean, he was he was a coach. He went everywhere around until he found the Patriots, and he finally made this, little, this dynasty for him. He was with the Giants. He was successful with the Giants as a defensive coordinator. Had the best defensive player of all time in Lawrence Lawrence Taylor. I mean, that guy was a monster in <laughs> defensive end, and he, and he coached him. He, and people forget he coached him. And so that's just like that. that's crazy that you have a brilliant mind like Belichick coaching the greatest player defensively, and he had those Super Bowls because of that. And then he talks about J.J. Watt, and he compares him and this and that. You know, people people didn't disagree with that, but you know he he coached Lawrence Terry, coached the greatest player of all time. So anything that he says about J.J. Watt, you gotta agree you gotta, with it. You gotta take it. You gotta yeah. take, you gotta consider the source. I don't even know how Belichick control uh, Lawrence Terry to be honest. I mean, Lawrence Terry was a troublemaker, <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know how Terry listened to him. But you probably respect Belichick a lot, and a lot a lot of players respect Belichick a lot. Yeah, once the rings come through, yeah, that's you gotta all respect it. the hardware, man. Yeah, so. You know, uh, we're going to end the show right here. Like I said, we'll talk about Super Bowl matchup next week because that's when we really got to dial it in and dissect this game and figure out who really is going to win. Yeah, I'm not making any damn predictions, man. <laughs> not I, yet. I, Take your no, time. Hell Take no, your time. Man. Dude, the last time I gave it a shot, look what happened. It's <laughs> been a terrible postseason. I mean, this is probably one good game, and every other game was a blowout. That's what it was, basically. One good game, Cowboys and Giants, every other uh, playoff game. Just a blowout. That's basically what it was. All I know is I'm sitting here talking sports and doing a sports podcast, and all my predictions, sports wise, were absolutely terrible. I'm I'm I'm, I'm finished here. You're not gonna make me. I'm not saying anything about the Super Bowl. I'm just gonna watch my teams out of it. I'm good to watch. Yeah, man. But listen, like I said before, we gotta talk about more about it. So you know, guys, I'm here on Slam to the course, but that'll do it on today's show. You can follow us on uh, SoundCloud. You can follow the Slam City website on Twitter at Slam City on Sports 360. You can follow also me at Morinus10 and, of course, Mr. Mike here. M-R-M-E-C-C, Twitter, Instagram. And you can follow the big Dunk 360 website at the Dunk 360 because there can only be one. See you next week.